0: Well, it'd be good to just to sort of give you a quick overview of the whole of chapter 13 of Mark's gospel. So, in the previous chapters, Jesus has been in the temple courts. You may know the stories. Um, Jesus is being tested, he's asked some difficult questions, you know, um, should we give taxes to Caesar or not? Um, is there really a resurrection after the dead? Um, and he challenges them with questions coming back, and he challenges them about, you know, this widow dropping a small coin is giving far more in many ways than the, the rich people dropping lots of money in. And there's lots of debate going on in the temple, and Jesus is quite critical of the temple authorities. And at the beginning of chapter 13, he says, as he leaves the temple, um, they get into discussion about what is to come, what is the future. So, um, I need a bit of help here. Can I, can I encourage um, any children? I know it's not that many years today, unfortunately, but any children, do come forward. Um, sorry, I need some help. Um, but Claire, can you help me with this? Where we are. Okay, do you want to just take a seat for the moment? Oh. That's it, brilliant. Do oh. you stand there? Yeah, do you want to look this way? That's it, Thomas. Good. Okay, so Jesus is talking about what's going to come in the future. He's already told you this time what's about to happen is he's going to die on the cross. They haven't quite understood that yet, but that's what's about to happen. But he says after that, other things are going to happen. So there's going to be wars um, and earthquakes. And famines and all kinds of horrible things will happen in the future, he says. And then after that, or during that period, people have been quite nasty and angry with the Christians. They're going to persecute them. And actually what happens is some, some Christians like Stephen were, had stones thrown at him, so he's killed. Um, James had his head cut off, which isn't very good for you really, um, apparently. Uh, lots, lots of bad things happen. People are quite nasty to Christians. But Jesus says, at the same time, the Christians, my followers, are going to go and tell all nations the good news about me, that I've died and risen again, and that there's hope in coming to God and following me and having an eternal life. So all these things will really be happening, he says, in the future coming up, but then it's going to be a really difficult time. Um, and he says, it's going to be a time when the Romans will be at war with the Jews. And um, Jesus was talking in 30 AD, and in about 70 AD there was a Jewish rebellion and the Roman forces came down really, really hard on the Jews and it was a terrible time. Um, and there's even a bit in Mark first, if you read it, that talks about, um, the, I can't remember what it's called now, about something in the temple courts. Um, we see it there, if you know that's and it's probably referring to a Roman standard in the temple courts. And he says at the end of that time, the temple... Is going to be destroyed and burnt down. Um, not one stone will, p- will stay on another. Now, um, Peter, can you come and hold this end for me? So, Jesus is saying all those things are going to happen. He says those things are going to happen in the next generation. They did, they happened within 40 years. But then he goes on to talk about he will come again. Now, yesterday I was going to go to the range and buy a long sheet of black paper. Um, and I just got I had a long sheet of black paper and then this morning when I was putting the pictures on the long sheet of black paper, I just I didn't have quite enough room <laughs> but in a way this is quite good because Jesus says that all these things will happen within a generation but sometime in the future and no one knows when not even the angels not even me, the son of man, know when I will return so sometime in the future over here, we don't know when Jesus will return. Um, and he says he needs to be ready for that. So, in that bit of the reading, it, um, it talks about um, the stars going dark, the sun going dark, the moon going dark. And um, you read the commentaries about in the Bible, it's not quite, there's quite a bit of disagreement about what this is referring to. So some people are seeing it referring to when Jesus comes again, and that's more just a traditional view. But a lot of people argue actually it's taking up words from the Old Testament that talk about when something terrible and magnificent, something major happens, a big change in an era, like an empire collapsing, kings changing, things radically changing. Um, So it's like picture language. So we might talk about an earth-shaking moment in history or an earth-shattering moment. Um, Of course, earth isn't shattering, but we use that sort of language to explain something really dramatic, something major is happening. And so some people think that when Jesus talks about that, he's actually talking about the time of the destruction of the temple. And the temple was an amazing building. So you might think this building is big and amazing. Do you think this building is big and amazing? Mm-hmm. Some of you do. <laughs> you might think St. George's is big and amazing. Yeah. St. George's people here might be. There's <laughs> is support on that. Um, but the temple was really big and really amazing. Um, Later on, someone said that people used to say he who has not seen the temple in its full splendour has never seen a beautiful thing. It was seen as one of the main highlights of the world. You're going to travel around the Mediterranean at the time. It's one of the best places to go and visit to be impressed. Um, And one writer said that the stones were so big that made up the temple that one of them was around 20 metres long. Now, to help you imagine that, because I'm not very good at imagining what 20 metres is, imagine that um, I'm standing here, and you go to where Mike's standing at the back. Give a wave, Mike. That's about 20 metres. So there were stones as big as from me to Mike. Do you think that's big? That's really big, isn't it? Um, so this is an amazing thing. And Jesus, as he was leaving the temple, after having this debate with all the people in the temple, his disciples said to him, Jesus, look at this amazing building. Isn't it wonderful? Isn't it incredible? Look at the stones. They're so vast and big. And you know what Jesus says? He says, I tell you, not one stone will be left on another. And he goes on to talk about the rest of chapter 13. And for the Jews, the destruction of the temple, which happened within a generation in AD 70, was a massive era-changing moment. It had been the centre of their faith, their religion. The place you'd come on pilgrimage. But it was totally and utterly destroyed. There is a wall left of a temple in Jerusalem, but apparently that was just a supporting wall. It was more the foundations. All the wall, all the stones on top were dismantled by the Romans. So, um, who's feeling strong? Who feels like they're a Roman? You feel like a Roman, do you? Okay, mm-hmm. take a sword. <laughs> I mean, just, just do a health a safety check. Right. Okay. Do so a knockdown temple like Romans did. <laughs> <laughs> right. that, well done. <laughs> that was very impressive Very impressive. So, so when Jesus talks about the stars going dark and all that, he probably may well be saying he's talk- a way of talking about the destruction of the temple, the-, the end of this era for the Jews. But then he talks about the. um the fact that he is going to come on clouds and people are going to see him. Uh, Most people think, well, surely this is referring to Jesus coming back. But actually, again, this is from the Old Testament. So some people say he's really referring to Daniel chapter 7. And Daniel chapter 7, if you read it, is a, is a sort of strange chapter with beasts coming out of the sea, which probably refer to the empires of the time. Um, but at the end of the chapter, there's the Ancient of Days. which stands for God sitting on the throne. And it says this, In my vision at night I looked, and there before me was one like a son of man. If you read Mark's Gospel, who is the son of man? Jesus. He keeps calling himself the son of man. Um, And he says, Coming with the clouds of heaven, a phrase that he uses in Mark 13. And where does he come to, though? He doesn't come to earth. He says, He approached the Ancient of Days and was led into his presence. He was given authority, glory, and sovereign power, all peoples, nations, and men of every language worship him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away, and his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. Wow. Um, and so, what's being said there is that Jesus coming in the clouds is really talking about Jesus coming to be king in God's presence, Jesus coming to take up that rule and that's authority. I and mean, maybe what Jesus is saying is that people will see that because by the time the temple is destroyed, they'll see that there is a big following from all nations following Jesus. And by AD 70, there were people all around the world that were following Jesus. Um, you'll see that what I predicted about the temple has come true, that I really am the one that has taken up my throne in heaven. And he talks about the angels gathering people from all nations. Uh, and by that, he probably is referring to the fact that he has dominion over all people. So, we're going to rebuild the temple. Um, can have a bit of help, um, Thomas and Alice and Levi? Can you help put the boxes back up at this time? We'll put them up that way. I have people standing with their head. That's it. <laughs> So the way Jesus is creating a new temple—it's not a temple made of stones. It there. Yes, it there. Thank you very much for your help. You Come sit down, again. It's a temple made of people. And it's not a temple in one place. It's a temple that's spread out throughout the whole world. The people of God, those who follow Jesus, now replace the temple as those who give glory to God. He's shown his praises. We sang his praises this morning, haven't we, in landscape? People um, in South Africa, people in Australia, people in China, people in South America, people in North America, people all over the world are singing praises today to God through Jesus. Because Jesus has taken up authority over the whole world and the new temple is a worldwide temple made not of stones 20 metres long, but people much shorter. (laughs) And this is a work this is a temple that in a way lasts forever. You see, what you think about a stone that's twenty metres long, you think this is a this is a building that's gonna last. This is a building that's gonna be like the pyramids. The pyramids have already well at that point been around for thousands of years, and they're still around now. Now that's the sort of building you expect, the one that will really last, that will go on for ages and ages and ages. But Jesus says, No, that temple's gonna be destroyed within a few decades. They've been built, it's destroyed. But Jesus' words, carried around the world by his people, last forever. Jesus says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Okay, now, Jesus is talking about the future, and we talked about the temple um, and the destruction of the temple. That was a long time ago. But Jesus says, at the end of the passage, he starts talking about a new thing. He says, look, that hour and that day, he's talking about a new thing coming on. No one knows a day when I will come back again. So, how well do you know the future? Yes. this on? How well do you know the future? Um, do you think you know what's going to happen in the future? Do you think you know what's going to happen in the future? You don't? No, it's a pretty wide answer. Okay, so, who knows where the Olympics will be held in 2024? Paris, well done. <laughs> Lucy knows it's Paris. Okay, good, that, that's an easy one. Okay, let's go to 2025, go a bit further in the future. What important mission is NASA planning for 2025? Oliver? Landing people on the moon, that's what he said. Yeah, landing people on the moon. Okay. Uh, for me, that's amazing. I, I was born after the first landing on the moon, just. And now I'm old. I <laughs> know just talking about going back. And whether it make it by 2025 is a bit questionable, but there you go. Um, next one. Where is the 2026 FIFA World Cup due to be really held? Golly, not golly. Oh, Oliver knows again. USA, yeah, also in Canada and Mexico. So we'll give you that. Um, so free North America, basically. Okay, last one. Um, which local church will celebrate its 200th anniversary in 2027? St. George's. St. George's, yes. Well done, okay. so do you know that one? So when I was preparing this quiz, I, I, as you do, I go, went on Wikipedia and I sort of typed in the year and it told me things are happening in that year. I typed in 2024, and told me quite a few things. Typed in 2025, told me a few more things. Typed in 2026, told me two or three things. 2027, not really anything, it mentions St. George's. Um, it always mentions the Eurovision Song Contest. I don't know why that's a thing. always <laughs> But actually the further ahead you go, the less you know is gonna happen. Um, and actually even next year we don't know what's gonna happen. There's gonna be an election in the United States. We don't know who's gonna win the election. Um, there may be an election in this country, we don't know, probably. and If so, do we really know who will win? Can we make a better guess? We don't know when the next war will be. No one knew that the war in Ukraine was going to start a couple of years ago. No one really knew that Covid was going to come in 2020. We know so little about the future. Um, and yet a lot of Christians, when they when you read the Bible and they look at what's going on around, say, oh, we think we know that Jesus is going to come soon. It's, it's almost imminent. And they could be right, but they could be wrong. Um, and people often ask, when will Jesus return? And, and some people are really keen to put an actual date on it. Okay, does anyone know who this guy was? Okay, a guy called Harold Camping. He was um, quite well known in California. But none of you live in California, so you're (laughs) okay. Um, He was a radio um, person as well, so you can his face even if did. But um, he was famous for saying, I think Jesus is coming on this particular date. Uh, And the particular date was 21st of May, 2011. And he was wrong. As you know, he'd been been around. Um, Why was he wrong? Well, afterwards he admitted that actually... No one can know. As it says in our passage, about that day or hour, no one knows, Jesus says. He says he will return. He will come back. It might be this afternoon. It might be put in the service. It might be tomorrow. It might be in our lifetimes. It might be in thousands of years' time. We don't know. But not knowing means we need to be ready. Now, um, do any of you do homework? I was going to just use this example, but probably Oliver's the only one here that does homework. He's, he's nodding very enthusiastically, because mum's watching. <laughs> um, now, if you're doing homework, and some of you remember doing homework, I guess, um, you know you can be sitting sit in your room, and your parents say, you must do your homework, and I'm going to come and check on you. And you can be sitting in your room doing your homework. Uh, if your parents say, I'm going to come and check on you in an hour and a half's time, and you might think after half an hour of working on the over and give it bored, well, we're not coming for another hour. I know what I'll do. I'll just, I'll just start checking my phone. Or I'll just start playing on my PlayStation. Oliver's smiling, huh? <laughs> um, and, and it's easy, isn't it? Sort of thing, I can just do that. They won't catch me because they're not coming for another hour. But if your parents say, I'm gonna come and check on you, but don't say when they're gonna come and check on you. And you know that you start playing on your phone or your PlayStation or whatever you're going to, you may well be caught. Uh, And Jesus says a similar thing. He says, look, um, imagine a master leaves their house, and they leave their slaves in charge of the house, and they say to the slaves, look, keep watch, so when I come back, you're ready for me. Uh, I might come back even in the middle of the night, but you need to be ready for me. And so the slaves have to be constantly alert, constantly ready for their master to return, not knowing when he'll come. And Jesus says as Christians... We must always be ready for Jesus to return. We need to be ready that he might return this afternoon. Because he might. Even if he's not going to return for a thousand years, we still need to be ready. And being ready means keeping going as a Christian, keeping alert, staying awake. Who would be pleased if they're flying in a plane or a hot air balloon and the pilot fell asleep? No one's putting their hands up. <laughs> you the please, okay. <laughs> Generally, I go, meow. Um, we want people to stay away, don't we? We want people to be alert when they're doing important things. As Christians, we're not called to stay awake the whole time. Sleep's important, but we are called to be ready. We are called to be carry on living the Christian life. Carry on being committed to God and Jesus. Not thinking we can give up for a bit and then come back to it later. Actually seeking to do God's work as good servants. So he does return he will say to us, well done, good and faithful servant. So are you ready? Are you keeping watch? Not for the destruction of Jerusalem, but living as part of God's people, seeking to serve him now, ready for his return. Let's pray. <laughs> Father, we thank you that you are coming get back again. We thank you that all the problems of the world will be sorted out. But help us to be ready. Help us to be alert. Help us to be this kind of people you call us to be. To be your living temple, giving glory for you, shining for you now. Amen.